0: And welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny, trying-to-be-smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. I am your we-come-in-peace captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, I have...
1: And I am your ward of Sarek, Paul Satatchit.
0: Paul, welcome back to the pod. It's been a break. Mariah, uh- thanks for having me um Absolutely Clyde will be hopefully joining us soon he had um some crew to take care of this evening um we are returning to re-watch the namesake of this podcast we We're re-watching Star Trek Discovery in preparations for its fifth and final season, which they have just announced is coming in April 2024. Um, So this evening, we're going to be discussing season one, episodes one and two, The Vulcan Hello and the Battle at the Binary Stars. Um, First, just a couple of reminders. Um, Paul, where can people like listen to this show and share things about it and do all those things?
1: Oh, as that reminder, I would like everyone to remind everyone. Oh, God, I'm really messing <laughs> up already. Oh, oh, we're rusty,
0: like we're Serif, rusty.
1: Sarek would be pissed. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, but but like Sarek would hide his pissness. Uh, I'm supposed to remind uh, listeners to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content and you'd like to support us for just $2 per episode, try us at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod try us that, that, that didn't come out right either You're oh right. my god You're
0: we're going to get there we're going to get there um yeah and now is a great time to join because you'll be getting a lot of content good bang for your buck um december's only going to have a couple of episodes uh with the holidays and we're also going to be covering two to three episodes of star trek discovery per podcast so if you want to revisit some of this i know uh paul and i were just talking about like i didn't come on to star trek discovery pod until season two of discovery um so and i didn't
1: come on until they were running out of people and they found me on the <laughs> (laughs) street so like did you know
0: there's a star trek uh just like a corner where you can find wayward trekkies and you pick them up so that you can put them in your podcast
1: is is it called like wayward station or something like you know
0: it's right next to the wormhole that's right
1: that's right no it's uh it's 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 great or not great but i was found i'm here now
0: yes it's uh the station's run by a very charming yet slightly cranky uh bajoran Um, who really knows her stuff, so...
1: There you go. That, 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 that really selling it there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would go hang out at that station. Sure, you told sure me can. Kira was just hanging out. Let's go. Um, yes. If you are watching us live tonight on YouTube, you can interact with us uh, using the chat feature. So you can uh, hit us up with capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat. If it's something you want us to pay attention to, you can also let us know about your hot takes using capital H. F what did you think about these I guess these are not really hot takes since this is an old show at this point <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. cold for, cold for a, a
0: cold take cuz this did come out when did oh, it oh
1: no, no 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 a season take how about that
0: ooh a season. seasonal take yes this came season. out in 2017 september of uh, 2017 where were you in september of 2017 paul
1: well uh i was in probably karachi uh working for mm uh like my spy agency no I, mm. I, I i've never been to karachi you know mm. i just like saying that name
0: it's a it's a fun name yeah With a lot of good uh consonants right
1: yeah like uh september 17th What what what's happening there i was probably i was probably like trying to find a way to watch star trek without having to subscribe to paramount Mm. Plus,
0: it would have been CBS All Access. Yeah yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: so, <laughs> so, so, so I, I think that's probably it. And then I'd be. I was asking around people. Is it good? Should I watch it? Is it good? Is it good? Is it good?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That is pro- that's probably where I was. If I, if I really think about it, what
0: about you? Um, I would have just finished finished, or I think I, starting. Either I just finished or starting my last year of graduate school, mm. so I was probably not sleeping a lot. And I was doing my big career pivot from nonprofit work into podcasting full time.
1: Wow! Look at you. Yeah.
0: yeah, Clyde.
2: Clyde,
0: welcome to the bridge.
2: So glad to be here.
0: Um, we were just talking about how Discovery premiered in September of 2017. And where were you in September of 2017? What was going on in Twi- your life?
2: 2017, I was in Austin, mm-hmm. um, and was I just really started getting into podcasting? Maybe earlier that year, maybe the year mm-hmm. before, because um, I remember that that like March is April is about the time when I met Mike Moody. Garcia Mm -hmm. and uh he was like hey I've got this wild crazy idea um and we were super excited about like Star Trek coming back and he goes think about doing a podcast for Star Trek we're gonna get a group of people um are you interested and I was like yeah I could be like the cool Trek guy
1: how'd that work out for you to Clyde
2: I mean I realized that I was a super nerd um it it was great it was fantastic um, like
1: it, it's no. a really different thing when, when you go like, oh, I have a weird, crazy idea. Because when I think of weird, crazy, I go, well, I have just found a way to travel through time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that crazy. But no, um, I I was in 2017. I Had one kid. Um, I was about to have another. Um. Yeah, the world felt somewhat stable at that time. It's so funny to look back and think,
0: mm-hmm.
2: man, my world. I felt like I had time to do things like a podcast. Um, we used
0: to go to a studio in person to do it. Do you remember that, client? Yes,
2: I do. <laughs> I remember. So, so when the first couple episodes, they would premiere on Paramount Plus. I'd watch it was them.
0: CBS All
2: Access at the time. Oh, that's right. Sorry, you're right. CBS All Access. They'd uh, they'd come on. At like seven on a Sunday night, I'd watch them, then hop in my car, drive twenty five minutes to, to south or south in Austin, walk all the way up to it's like the
0: third, the third floor, third floor, floor
2: <laughs> walk up to the third floor, um, and then sit in the room in the middle of, on a Sunday night and record the podcast. So it was live, like you'd watch it, and then I'd race down there. And we get ready, and we go. And sometimes there'd be costumes and props. Um, and we were all huddled around a table, trying not to mess up the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started off, it was just audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was fun. Like, you didn't have to worry about what you were wearing, or if you wore that. Like we are now. I know.
0: It's <laughs> just like I'm wearing a, a very ripped it, t-shirt. It,
2: Listen, no. it takes a lot of work to get a T-shirt to look this level of, like, wrinkled and disheveledness. <laughs> like, you just don't, like, pull a T-shirt out of somewhere and be like, oh, it's good to go. You got to, like, craft it to look like you don't care is h- how I look at it. Well, um, I might yeah.
1: not realize this, but, like, you know, you know, Clyde is actually 104. And, like, it takes yeah. a little bit of makeup to get him looking that good.
0: It's true. We have a whole team that stops by.
2: (laughs) Do you have any idea what I have to do to get my hair right for this podcast? Like, it's just...
0: (laughs) For our audio-only listeners. Yes. a joke, but...
2: Because I'm bald. I have not had hair for a very long time, so...
1: Uh,
0: um,
1: well, uh, well, thank you for joining us yeah. for memory lane. It, uh, uh, I memory, know.
0: It was like how like long lane. <laughs> <laughs> It's like nice to rethink about 2017. It felt like a simpler time. <laughs> um, it, did.
2: it didn't seem like a simpler time. It absolutely it was simpler. It, it, it
0: did. Uh oh nostalgia. Okay. But some other uh things that have happened recently in the Trek News world. Um at Comic-Con in Brazil it was when they made the announcement that uh Discovery will be returning April 2024, which means we now have a schedule. So guys, this means we probably have to watch more like three to maybe four episodes of Discovery per review.
2: I mean, n- not for nothing, and, and I don't want to spoil it, but I enjoyed watching the first two episodes so much I actually already watched the third, so...
0: I, I remembered why I binged the whole first season. It was very bingeable um, for well, this We're going to have a
1: lively podcast then.
0: Have, have you...
2: Have you guys watched it since like 2017? No, I have not. Yes,
0: I watch it. Some I watch it on planes because it's oh. every plane has freaking Paramount Plus on it, and they always have at least the first two episodes of Discovery, and then a smattering of some other episodes. And so I've watched the the pilot at least a few times over the last like two years.
2: I, I have think. not seen it in in five years and or six, and wow yeah like i
1: I, I i go to select episodes like you know i the Harry mud episode i go to a lot that's a good or, one. or the that's or season three where uh they meet the what you call it the on the edge of tomorrow the what you call it keep the guardian the edge of tomorrow where mm-hmm, George, mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. that's that's probably so my favorite episode jump, yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyway how, how um, we talk about some episodes eh Yeah,
0: I'm almost done. So uh, they also uh there were some award nominations, both Critic Choice and Saturn Awards, um, across uh for performance and best of for Picard, Strange New Worlds, and Lower Decks, which is very exciting. Um, specifically Critic's Choice Award nominations for Celia Rose Gooding for Strange New Worlds um and Lower Decks as well at the Critic's Choice. So um and Picard got a lot of love at the Saturn Awards. So uh that will be exciting to see what they take home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's time to. I, I was like, I think I'll need to make a new video because these aren't quite hot freaks, these are kind of mold over freaks. Yeah, there we we'll we'll really, anyway. We're it. we're, still in, we're still Luke. Yeah, uh, Luke, uh, a revisit, a nostalgia freak. We'll go with this nostalgia oh. freak. Here we go. <laughs>
2: hot like a Back in the day, Freak.
0: Back in the day, Freak. Um, Okay, so we'll start with episode one, The Vulcan Hello. This was uh, directed by David Semmel, story by Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman, teleplay by Akiva Goldsman and Brian Fuller. Again, it premiered on September 24th, 2017. Um, These did premiere, it was a double premiere, so both of these episodes did come out at the the same time. Um, So I think it's appropriate that we are starting with them as a back-to-back review. Um, for the Vulcan hello has such a, uh, I love Klingons. And so to me, this was so exciting to start with Klingons. Um, it's, I will say, um, one thing for, uh, Delta flyers, the Paramount plus does not have the, uh, subtitles for the Klingon, uh, for any Klingon, anytime they're speaking in Klingon, there's no subtitles there. Um, Hmm. So a couple of times that I've watched this, I've been like, oh, we're just going to, I'm just going to live in mystery.
1: Delta Flyer as in uh, the airline, as opposed to Delta Flyer as in the Voyager.
2: Oh, gotcha. (laughs) There you go, Clyde. (laughs) I was, well, yeah. And also... Well, our our there's patrons. also a podcast
0: called the Delta Flyers, exactly. and a uh, lot of our yeah, to it. <laughs> yeah,
2: and our well, and our yeah, and our Patreons are always talking about the Delta Flyer, so
0: um, like, yeah, wait, no, Delta Airlines, um. <laughs> So, interesting anyway I
2: was I watched it on Paramount Plus and I was like I was all into the Klingon subtitles yeah I, it has no, to be tough yeah. because I don't know how you would know anything that was going on
0: nope but I uh, luckily I did re-watch it today with with all of the correct subtitles so um it was just funny the last few times I watched it I was like oh okay mystery cool um but yeah I was it, to me this really kicked off with a, a bang I will say it didn't f- it definitely did not feel like my, the truck I grew up with. And they definitely, I think said, this is not the truck you grew up with. Um, and I was kind of okay with it. I was like, Oh, this is, this feels like I graduated, um, into adult truck. You know w- what's bong, super da, da, interesting? Bong, bong. Mm. Well, more <laughs> like it, it, it reminded me a lot. Like, I, I, I keep going back to the when I first watched this series, I went, Oh, this feels like Battlestar Galactica Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was yeah, yeah. not upset at that at all.
2: Y- you know, it, it's, it's interesting to go back and watch it now, right? It, because there's the feeling that I had when I originally watched it, and you don't know anything. All you know is Man Trek is back and I'm super excited. And you have all these expectations of what you think that means and watching it and going, huh, okay, this is a different experience. Now, six years later, when we've had what, six, five or six different shows, mm-hmm. we've like the whole world has changed. You've seen how the story has progressed. Now you go back and you go, oh, yeah, no, that was like, I'm not worried about the the difference. I'm looking back and going, "Oh man, I'm here for this," and it was it was done really really well. I I mean, Paul Paul has said I'm about to disagree with everything you're saying. Look, but I just I, I going back. This was this was really well done. Like in terms of the story that they were telling, I think there's always some nits to pick. I will say I'm still struggling with the makeup of the Cleon and how they the departure. I'm still struggling with that a little bit.
0: I I think uh well Paul, did you want to give your your quick take before yeah, we quick jump take, in?
1: First, like you know, I think like it's beautiful. Like you mm-hmm. know the, like like to to announce your presence with authority there. I go like oh it, it, it looks really it said,
0: like, budget
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely it, it says like yeah It says like you know don't worry we have we have money to burn kind mm-hmm. of thing uh i feel like there are a lot of story choices that like that you can see in the pilot that like really for me like made it really hard to latch on to anyone mm. that it's not necessarily anyone's fault except like you know like for example here's this human who uh is raised by Vulcans that sounds like that could be something right I -hmm. I think that could be something uh but then like you know uh uh we have the actor who's talking like that in and out and you go like is she talking like that for a reason uh because you don't know that she's uh, raised by Mm -hmm. a Vulcan feel like and it it just it just feels a little off and weird uh, for a bit like you know Daru has had this, like passive aggressiveness about him throughout this whole bit I go like am I supposed to know this like he's being a dick <laughs> you know, so then, there are all these things where I go like oh I don't know if I like anyone here mm. you know the Klingons are you know I I feel because of the makeup and uh, you know it's hard to relate to them because they, they're, they're so alien in some ways and I think what makes it really like a real departure for me that like was a hard pill to swallow was it, it departed from the camp, you know, like in strange new wards, for example, there's, there's a bit of camp in there, like Mm -hmm. in most of star Trek, like whether it be with the carpets on next generation or, you know, ROM on, you know, there's some form of campiness where I felt like this, the way that it announced itself was like, Oh, there, there is no camp in here. And that was very interesting to me. Like, it was was confronting in a way that I, I, it it was a little hard to start with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the other thing I I kind of come back to that I always find interesting is this particular season of Discovery is the one with the most conflict that occurred in the writer's room and the creative. um, Did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh um because like brian fuller was brought in um and he brought in two other folks to co-show run with him and by like the show was announced in like a like a february and by october fuller left um and then kurtzman kind of took over with akiva and then Mm -hmm. brought in like michelle paradise and there's like it's interesting i think the later down the line mm-hmm. and, and we'll discuss as we go it's like you see the writers we now know in star trek like Bo Kim sure. and like mm-hmm. Kristen uh buyer and like all these folks who we know have carried through the whole yep, time yep. and have and expanded it. the universe and worked on like the comic books and all these other mm-hmm. things too um i mean to me the other thing that took took me in right off the bat. And I can see your point, Paul is like, there is no one that's inherently like bull, I think, except for Giorgio. I think. Is, <laughs> right. He <who laughs> dies in the second episode, but, um, but in this first episode, huh. I was enthralled. And I think mm-hmm. it also helps that you're going off of the reputation of Michelle. Yo, it's like, <laughs> you, you had me as soon as you said, she's my captain in this yes, episode.
2: Sir. So I, I want to agree with you within slightly have a, a different take i i agree like when paul when you were saying i not there was no one to latch on to the minute that Giorgio stepped on the on the screen she was captivating and and i'm gonna disagree i'm a huge michelle yo fan but i don't think it had anything to do with her her reputation she's flat out amazing in this like she's just like she carries it. Going back and look, and I go, you know what? I don't know if I've said this before. She's on the Mount Rushmore. She, You have to give her her credit. When you start thinking about Star Trek captains, and you want to think about who's in the, the Star Trek Captain Hall of Fame.
1: You think, you think Archer? You know,
2: Scott. Uh... I, I know who you're about to say. He's not in it. But uh, she is. Like, she just, she fits the seat. Like Mm -hmm. she she just like, and so I was like, yeah, I'm in this. I also, I I was interested in Burnham pretty early on. That might be partial reputation. It might be the fact that I'm just gonna put it out there. Man, this is a black woman like lead, like I'm in. I wanna see this, where's this going? So I was kinda, I was hooked on this. Now to your point, I don't know. Uh, look, if you go back and listen to the old podcast, you'll hear me say, "I don't know about Saru. Like, ah, I'm not mm-hmm. in. Like this. This is not a hot take." The rest of the cast started to grow on me. Yeah, like it. It took
0: a while. It is. It's a very bold move because because we know what's coming. Is that. Um... The first two episodes of a show entitled Discovery, right? It's the title mm-hmm. of the ship that we're eventually going to follow. The first two episodes don't play, take place on that ship. And half the crew we meet don't ever see them again. It's like we have Dip, uh, Kayla and Saru and Burnham.
2: Well, there's one other guy. I think the, the I forget his name, the Black guy who's on the bridge. I think I saw him in the background. Like, he's he's there, but you just like as an Barely. extra yeah
0: yeah it's like no no lines right and no. so um i yeah it's like the other the other thing that's like it's hard to give this a fully fresh take because there are things that like i now know and love right like i love mary chifo as our klingon i
2: i thought about you when i saw her name pop on the screen and i was because like she, oh mariah's gonna be so excited
0: i love her and she's also very nice yes. <laughs> so it's like you know she's a nice person and uh, i think she does an her? incredible job yeah I, I uh we've met a few times
1: well like um, did you meet her at star trek day
0: no she comes oh, to yeah. uh the show that i produce <laughs> in los angeles called don't tell my mother <laughs> Um, so I have met her previously, but I did also see her at Star Trek Day. Yes. Um, oh, she never, the red carpet. Listen, never ending. It still,
2: hurts. The it time still loop. hurts. It still <laughs> hurts. It still hurts.
0: But, uh, but uh, yeah, I want to bring it back to, uh, so Fetcher Sketcher in the chat says, I was excited for two leads being women of color. And I think that is such a like. Important. It felt. Uh, it felt important. It was like turning on this like legacy media, and and you know being such a Janeway Voyager fan, it felt like oh, this was the next step that I wanted to see. It was also interesting to me that our main character is someone who is not a captain, and this was definitely one of the first times that that has occurred in Trek. For sure.
2: Like I was I, trying to figure say... out how it was going to work. I like I was like, well, how mm-hmm. does this work?
1: <laughs> like it's funny because he said like, oh, here are these two women. And then you go, <laughs> you kill one of them. And you go, let's put the man in, <laughs> like, like as, you know, like so, like it, it was very interesting. Like you know, I see everything you're saying, and I agree. I was, I, was, I really like Giorgio, you know, and and when she died, I was like, oh, I wonder where this is going. I, I as far as the cliffhanger, I mm-hmm. imagine <laughs> that was a that was really strong. Like you know, like you go, like oh, like like once you watch the first two episodes, you have no idea what, no idea, what they
0: nothing. show, nothing
1: you. you and, all it says is, like, this is the Star Trek we're going to tell right now, which I think is slick. I really well, like how it, slick that was.
2: We'll get into this next week, but I felt like it got, the, there was a tonal shift between episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. Like, it it mm-hmm. just, it feels a little bit different. Now, I, 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 there's there's some moments in here where, I think from a plot, I'm struggling to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to ride with you because you're Trek but i'm i question a little bit like it wasn't bulletproof like
0: it is, it is and i i just, wonder if i have a theory because of this showrunner swap in the and the and the mariah context, theory. Mariah theory this is a creative mariah theory um is once they finally to, to me it seemed like brian fuller had a very clear vision of what he thought this show was going to be it's going to be the klingon war star trek mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then I think once the conflict started arising, there was this shift of like, how do we actually tell the stories of these characters that we've kind of set up in these first two episodes ish, mm-hmm. right? Like we've really only set up really Saru and, and Burnham, mm-hmm. but you're ending with Burnham essentially having to start from blank mm-hmm. slate. Um, there's like a theory of her reputation with Saru to build some trust there. But in reality, this is a character that's completely starting over at episode three. Um, and, and I think that's probably why there is that tonal shift um, is to me. I think what a lot of people have critiqued with discovery and I haven't minded it, but I can see it is there's often full resets of the world. Sure. to what we then mm-hmm. have to expect going mm-hmm. forward. And I think a lot of that, especially prior to Michelle Paradise getting the reins and kind of, I, I think from three forward, it's very clear to me the trajectory yeah. and the vision of this show. Um, but I think it did have quite a few kind of herky-jerky beginnings. And to me, this this two-part pilot that resets before we even get to the third episode, uh, I think it d- didn't do a lot of favors. I think there's some really cool world building that happens in mm-hmm. these first two episodes. Um, especially with the Klingons and setting up the big bad of this season with kind of the biggest and baddest of lore, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to me.
2: You, you know, Mariah, it's interesting that you say that because I, you know, I, I definitely think there's a Star Trek pass here. And Paul, you're right; it's beautiful. So from a sense of man, there's a ship. There's there's plenty of sci-fi stuff it's gorgeous. It's got the Trek brand on it, but it breaks a bunch of rules that I don't know you should break. So for me, you know, as a TV podcaster, I'm used to watching, especially for someone who used to have a podcast called Pilot Watching. Mm -hmm. I'm used to watching pilots and going, okay, well, let's think about this. Where are we at the first commercial break? Mm -hmm. How am I feeling? Am I still into it? Like, Okay, are you building characters that I'm attached to? Like, like I'm trying to decide. There's, and if you think about it from the standpoint of, there's so much content out there right now. Why am I spending my time watching this? Mm-hmm. We didn't get character. We didn't get the character introduction to episode three. Like you spent two full episodes. Except you, for with.
0: Burnham, we got a lot of backstory, but
2: we got we got the main character. But for the ensemble, the people that we would ride with mm-hmm. for the next six seasons, we did not meet really any of them outside of the main character and a little bit of Saru. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get them into episode three. That's insane. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: I, I think Mike there says it.
0: Perfectly, yeah, right? like you know, the first two are a prologue.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Well done. Know, well said. I, I, I think. And and if you can see it that way, then I think that helps the first two episodes immensely. But, like, you know, but we're trained to watch a series in a certain way. So, right. like, you know, like the pilot is supposed to show.
2: Clyde, you, you have some. To... I'm curious, though. You bring up an interesting point, Paul. And I like this idea of prologue.
1: What would have happened? That's, that that is Mike. Should... This is not me. I know, Mike. Uh, but, <laughs> but
2: you also bring up the, the way we're supposed to watch the show. What would have happened if we had started with episode three? I think
1: that would have been, it'd be the origin story, right? You, you start with Lorca, you start with this person going to, uh, coming from jail to meet Lorca and here mm-hmm. is, so you're, you're, you're the fish out of water kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you could have not seen the whole pilot, the a, a whole two, two episodes. And I don't think you would have missed anything narratively interesting narratively you, 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 I feel you, you like we miss- should
0: hold for next week and talk about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> like, like,
2: like you would but miss- think about what you just said though paul like
1: That's oh let me think about a big statement oh, oh, like, like like what you would have missed is the world building yeah
0: you know, and,
1: and, and and that and the question is like is that important or is that world building already embedded in the way that we watch television anyway I, i'm i'm I- not
0: I wonder though, if I do mm-hmm. think the first two episodes gives us a glimmer to Burnham in a way that I don't think we would have had the same sympathies for her going into episode three, because by the time that she's mm-hmm. like admitting guilt at the end of episode two, which, um, so Battle of the Binary Stars, which was directed by Adam Kane, story by Brian Fuller, teleplay, teleplay by Gretchen Jaberg and Aaron Harberts, um, there was there's some directorial choices in, in two that I thought were kind of strange. But um the, I, I will say the battle scenes mm-hmm. were incredible. Like, I yeah. they really said we're putting full movie production into the special effects, and I could mm-hmm. definitely see it. Um but it was Interesting to see Burnham take the responsibility with the sadness. And to me, it was like one of those moments when you're like, oh, if Giorgio was still here, this wouldn't happen because Giorgio was the one who took you, like, said, you come with me onto this ship and do this thing. And yes, Giorgio ended up dying. But it did feel like strange that there was no one defending Burnham's actions at all. Um, and it was just a straight like jail with no yeah. like no uh, possibilities uh, of parole uh, like. <laughs>
1: uh, so I think we're just blending one and two together, right? We're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: they premiered together. I'm thinking them as. Part uh, so
1: one so here's the thing that I don't like when I was watching this, this is, and I didn't really get this the first time ago. What really did Burnham do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Speak on that. Keep going, Paul. Because yeah, I, struggled you, with did, time, I struggle with it the first time, and I struggle with it She
0: did attack captain, right? It, it, like sure. she did assault yes. her her commanding it, officer, yes. which people
2: and did it, to it, Kirk all the time. All the time. Almost started a war.
0: Almost and, started a war, but did not.
2: Hold up. How, how does she almost start a war? Because Help she she
1: that. she aimed at the ship and like she was about to push fire until Georgio to shoot her. How uh,
2: many okay. times would uh, Kirk uh, do that? Like every uh, other episode.
1: This is, this is pre-Kirk, right? This is pre-Kirk. Yeah. You know, so <laughs>
2: pre-Kirk.
1: But So so here's all this thing, but here's the thing that was like really. As I'm watching it, I didn't realize this the first time I saw it. Like, like she was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, like. She, all the firing, all that stuff, she didn't do. She was there, so like, basically, she's going to jail for life for pinching her her captain
2: <laughs>
1: and and putting a few, adjusting a few settings, you know, on on a console. That's what that's what that's what you're going to jail for. Well,
2: cool. I mean, for life. <laughs> yes, and this is this was my struggle, and it was my struggle then, and it's my struggle now. And part of that is I'm looking, going, you've got all these people who are going to turn around and hate her. And I'm trying to figure out for what, because like, you're like, well, people died. Yeah. But what exactly does she have to do with that? Like the beam went off, you start okay. that you saw the Klingons and then you called for backup, which is what you're supposed to do. When backup got there, Klingons started shooting them. That wasn't on her.
1: Okay, But <laughs> but l- l- let's do the flip side. Okay. Let's, let's do the flip side. Because like, we gotta be fair, fair and balanced. is what we're known for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> so he, he, here's the thing that i also didn't realize at the uh you know why are they mad at her or like why is there a war a klingon war it's because of her because she she had a chance to capture the guy and she went from stun to kill and she yeah. killed him okay and she so, knew and she knew that she if she killed said, him it was gonna yeah. start the war so like you know <laughs> that's why you should go to jail not because of like I, a Vulcan little pinch so, so
2: so I agree that her emotions got the better of her and she didn't like she had an opportunity to stun him um I also did not like the fact that Saru didn't let her bring Giorgio's body back but those yeah I'm
0: with you yeah Saru sucks. I, it's also they it's suck. also <laughs> So <laughs> does just kind of stuck in the beginning. His, uh, as soon as he know. loses his ganglia, he's all good to go. But
1: yeah, 100%. Um, but he's yeah, anyway, go on.
0: I I thought it was cuz like technically he Takuvma is still like alive before she beams off. And so if there are any life signs, like you should have just beamed that body off with her because then they don't know if he's dead and you can still hold it like a you know it yeah it was just it was a flawed it was a flawed execution of that plan
2: we are all on the same page i was worried (laughs) i
1: i I have some reservations about you know the love fest that is for like season uh like episodes one and two because like there there are
0: these things where i like like i don't think they needed to both show and tell us the the katra moment with Sarek because like when we see him saving her as a small child to me I then said oh they have a special connection and now I get that and so then when he's able to come in I was like you're using up this amount of power to explain how you can talk to her just talk I don't really care Mm -hmm. I was like I know a lot of the nerds care and that's why you put this in here but like I would have just been like she says oh since I was a child and he could go yes and then I would have put two and two together you don't need to tell me and show me just show me
1: yeah, no, like, like if you know, uh, absolutely. Like, although I'm a nerd that go, "Oh, look, Vulcans have superpowers," but that's okay. I'm, 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 I don't I'm, yeah, I'm, but
0: That's like I don't care. Like,
1: here's he, another thing that go, "Sarek,
0: like, of course he has superpowers." Like, well,
2: so, but, but that brings up the interesting point. Like, man, was that ship that you just placed by taking a character like Sarek and bringing him into this world? Mm-hmm. Was super interesting when you were gonna like you basically teased us for two maybe three seasons with the concept of of spock like that it was that was an interesting choice like you're gonna bring in sarek who is the father of one of the pillar characters in all of track <laughs> yeah. exactly. and, and you're basically gonna rewrite canon for us and you're, it's almost like you did it because you knew we were going to spend and obsess over how does this work forever while we're already and we, That now goes, okay, well, why is she never mentioned? And how does this fit into the 10-year before Enterprise timeline? It felt like they were poking at us and teasing us and like, uh, I'm I'm going to throw something out there for you nerds. I just wasn't sure why.
1: Mm. Like, like, to that point, you know, like, there's a I know I know you care very little about this, but there is some real canon recon stuff here. Like you know, like like you know who, like how does dude have a cloaking device? Like we didn't find a cloaking device until Kirk's time, and the Romulans had it, and the Romulans didn't, and the Klingons didn't have it until they traded like warp engines for for like you know, cloak. Like there's all this stuff being like you know, like like shattered upon, phasered upon, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if you're gonna. F- be able to stitch this together, but like, we like, get there. But like, do we know we jump forward in time so we don't have to deal with
0: it? Yeah, Stranger World is going to clean it up later. It's fine. Yeah, um, there's a
2: whole dynamic of you can never mention the fact that Discovery ever existed, yada, yada, yada. Is, and I'm then,
1: actually fine with that. I'm actually yeah. fine with that because, like, you know, like the, the, that, go, at least at least you clean that up, you know. Yeah. But like, here you go. Okay. You're going to go, you're going to go, ki- you know, kidnap the the leader. Of the of the Klingon movement, it's just gonna be the two of us. You're gonna go on the whole ship <laughs> and try to. It's like it's like two people going on to like the Enterprise. That go like we're gonna capture. Well, Kirk. they
0: they had like sliced the ship in in <laughs> pieces, so like there is that. I mean. um, the other I will say it's like it's probably also un- unfair because like I uh love the comic the um the light of calles which explains like the creation of this ship and kind of the backstory. Um to Takuvma, it's really good. It? Um, and it makes me want Klingon series even more all the no, time. No, 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 like, um, but it explains a lot of the like lore and like the backstory to Takuvma and like the torchbearer and like and Vok and like all these things. And um, it's really compelling and it it gives so much richness that I'm just like I wish these first two episodes were more that and part of the Battle of the Binary right. Stars.
1: Maybe you and I should write a Game of Thrones. Uh, style uh, based in the Klingon, you know, like like you know, like House of Blah 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 Blood yeah. and Honor.
0: I would love it. Yeah, I would love but... it so much. It's so much drama and like weird spirit not weird, but like all their spirituality stuff and like they go on these crazy journeys. It's really good. Um, so where is that going? This Oh, the, the retconning of it all. So yeah, it's like this ship has like such lore in the Klingon culture that to me it would make sense that this ship has some sort of um, extra superpower. technology, not <laughs> superpower but like it has this technology because it was also like built together by these like scrappers and like people who were kind of on the outskirts of Klingon society. And so it's like all this wheeling and dealing. It's like, to me, it like makes sense when you see the larger picture of it, mm-hmm. but like all of that would have been more interesting to have had here I think, than some of the, like, I appreciated seeing some of the Burnham backstory, but we eventually get to that more once we, we we reintroduce Spock, right? So it's like some of that could have come. But this all goes back to my, I think the writer's room were in- was fractured. Constantly fractured in yeah, this yeah, first yeah. season. Look. And I think it shows in, and, and not to like, any of the performers detriment I thought I think Sinequa Martin-Green does an incredible job of like seeing where this character has started and where she is now I think that progression of someone who lived in a very um strict and like the the Vulcan quote-unquote nature um mm-hmm environment like to where she is now has been a really uh captivating journey and it's been it's fun to go back and see the beginnings of it because Sonequa Martin-Green is so like dropped into this character
1: no like I I feel like she starts off a weirdo and then she ends up captain yeah (laughs) but we
0: all want right we're all the weirdos and we want to be the captain and,
1: and it's and it's totally cool like you know like I you know it's just like you know the end you know i guess what i'm criticizing is the entry into the series right and i think you know like per per we discussed like because we can't really talk about this without talking about like how this was supposed to launch mm-hmm. cbs all access right so like you know like you would spend... i mean
0: and it technically was the most streamed show that they had
1: yeah yeah it, it was their it first yes. show, right like right uh, and then but like they
2: had you, like two at the time it was like this and the good fight
1: and yeah. and and this was like for all of it, like you could see, like, hey, you want to see a Star Trek movie every every you know mm-hmm. week, like, and I get it, I totally get it, I, I understand yeah. why they made that choice from narratively. I just feel like you know there was a there's a pros and cons of that, you know, and and the pros and cons, like you know, for me, from a, a an old not just chronologically, but like a long time uh, Star Trekker like you know i i feel that like oh you're you're playing fast and loose with star trek in a way that abrams got away with in the his first star trek but mm-hmm. didn't quite get away with in second so like there's you know there's just you know yeah.
0: and it, anyway. to me the other big tonal shift moment for me that i realized in watching was um once burnham is in the brig right um mm-hmm. for pinching a neck and making bad orders um she is talking to the the no the um the person the guy from the bridge who comes Mm -hmm. in after the head injury and he's looking for sick bay and then um the ship gets um shot and he goes flying out into space and i was like oh we're not just like red shirting people with no dialogue we're gonna have a small emotional connection and then this is trek where people can die
1: Oh, I, I, I think absolutely, but like, I think we need to bring up the uh, king's a uh, little. Uh, <laughs>
0: the first two episodes are better than Counter at Farpoint.
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: well, that
1: yes. that is interesting. I, I love that. Like, if, if I have to look, is it better than Farpoint?
2: Yes, the answer is yes to that question. Far,
1: yes, look, Farpoint. Oh. If I go back,
0: cause I, <laughs> the
1: Because I, I go back to that, I, I, I'm I'm in like junior high. Mm-hmm. Farpoint was pretty dopey. It,
2: it's it, also, I, I'd say, it's also a series where we don't get the full introduction to the cast in the first two episodes as well.
1: Yeah. Sure, like like you're like, uh, and you bring in like a, a super being, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like, it, it, that that's really good. That's a really like
2: that, an, that trial was terrible.
1: Uh I I I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to defend that. I'm not going to I'm not going to defend the trial. So it is well, And badly. also it
0: did it did have the camp. I think it totally still felt like Star Trek. Do you know yeah, what I mean? True. Yeah,
1: yes. Um, that's, that's the one thing. So like
0: Yes.
2: But the special effects were bad even for the 90s. Like
1: I yeah. <laughs> uh, we like I don't know. Like if you look at like it, like I I think like I fine. think I, I think funny. I think Young makes a great point. I think like yeah. I think I think I need to step off my soapbox and go calm calm the hell down. pal. you you've had worse, <laughs> or or at least equal, and you've been fine with it. So shut up. I, I think absolutely. Uh, I'll stand down. I'll stand
2: down. <laughs> wait wait. I mean, I, I will say, <laughs> I, I thought that what they were going for was kind of giving us this, this sense of this. I don't know deep culture woundedness Mm -hmm. of the klingons Mm -hmm. and i i felt that a little bit right like i felt that that you've got this it it, nothing that was said felt non-klingon to me right Mm -hmm. like like it all felt like okay this lines up like i get the the anger the disrespect and again when you think about it from a prequel standpoint we've all had what feels like centuries of understanding the klingons this whole idea of hold up hold up let's nobody get excited let's just let's 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 talk to them let's uh let's be diplomatic here we're all looking like oh man you're 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 foolish like that's that's dumb like they're about to you know eat your liver um it it felt on brand for klingons i just to this day I still felt like I had to read an article to explain why these Klingons look so drastically different from the Klingons that we
0: know yeah I mean still like what my controversial take and I think I've said this before is I didn't mind the redesign I was like I I can understand people's like uh, reaction to the redesign, but to, to me, they looked fairly similar to the 2009 Star Trek Klingons that we were introduced mm-hmm. to, because those are also designed by Neville Page and they felt like a slight variation of that. Um, and like, I get. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. To me, what hmm. would have made more sense is like once they did decide that they thought it was not the best way to go or whatever based on fan reactions is like just like pepper in a diverse array of Klingons. Because my thing is like, we are all people and we all look very different. <laughs> we are I, all are basically twins. I mean, twinning energy right now. And so I'm just like, to me, it would make sense that there's different, like, factions and looks and different appeals. But it was like, oh, if you had, like, kind of mixed in everybody instead of being like, oh, when Klingons are at war, they lose all their hair, you know, it, it would have, I don't know.
1: I, I think, like, here's my bit, like, if I, to just, to just, like, reduce it. Like, I've always seen Klingons as mammals. Mm -hmm. and like when i see discovery uh klingons they feel not mammals to me do you think it's
0: because it's the outfits are more reptilian
1: Hmm. i think it's because the skin tends to be glossy in a way that is Hmm. like uh not like like super baby world up to the point where it almost looks like a shell Hmm. you know but that's just me that's my that's my paul take paul frank (laughs)
2: yeah i mean listen i think the thing that you get with star trek fans of this is that we're looking for a reason to believe right mm-hmm. and so for the most part if you just do the bare minimum we'll swallow it right we'll be like oh okay so yeah all you had to mariah i agree with you 100 percent. if you had peppered in a few different Lincoln klingons in any of the episodes where you bring klingons back we would have been like oh, see that's it they're just different types. Klingons mm-hmm. come in all shapes and sizes. That's what it is. We, everybody would have been happy and we've moved on, never talked about again.
0: Yeah, because like I, to, the thing I think uh, to me that got me on board is like, Takuvma looks so, uh, he's trying to portray a, essentially a god that's going to bring together all of these houses, right? Like in, he, he is a messiah. And so to me that dark makeup with that out i was like i can mm-hmm. see as like a if i was designing this creature and you, and i if i was de- or telling someone how i wanted something to look and feel as like a director or producer of of like i need this klingon to look like the messiah of klingons i think it was effective
1: oh sure sure, like that person would not have to sachet away
0: exactly they would have gotten top prize on drag race that night that outfit was was great
2: (laughs) yeah i'm looking at some pictures and and mariah you you, you've you've both of you have hit on it it is a glossy skin Mm -hmm. it does feel reptilian the outfits are also very much a, a, a departure yeah Though I would say the Discovery outfits are a bit of a departure too, mm-hmm. right? It does feel like Discovery said, "Hey, we're gonna do our own thing." It, if you had changed a few things, you could have created Discovery without ever using the Star Trek like branding. Yeah, no, no. Like Strange I- New Worlds, however, is so like, no, no, no. All right, this, we're gonna we're gonna redo this whole idea of a prequel. We're gonna redo this in in a safe space and it feels much more like a prequel to the original series to me mm-hmm. this i'm don't get me wrong i love discovery but i think the i think the that into it the was,
0: future was the smartest thing they ever did
2: <laughs> 100 percent. Well, I,
1: I actually 100%. like season two
0: yeah
1: i think season true. two is great you know i like oh well, maybe not great but like uh, i i like season two like I think my favorite episode though is like the time travel George episode. Like I go like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what Discovery, it is like when it when it's hitting its peak, mm-hmm. where like everyone is like you know, everyone is it, where everything is just like hitting well. Like you know like I, and I it's one of my favorite episodes to watch. Like like the the two parter right? Mm-hmm. George O go back in time. Like not George like Emperor Empress mm-hmm. George goes back in time, and uh, we'll get to it, guys. Don't worry about. it. We'll get, to, get it. to it. Yeah
0: um yeah yeah the other choice though the choice i did think was very strange to me and and i don't know if it was just like how they had to do it for production reasons maybe they'd reuse actors i don't know but um the court scene where you cannot see any of the people on the panel's face i said why why do we need i've never seen a court trial in star trek look like this before well, ever. Because,
1: because she was in a uh, a, a section 31 court
0: just didn't didn't, like let me it can be dark and spooky but it just felt like they ran out of like they they used up all of the budget on something and they needed to reuse a room and so they just lit it like that so we couldn't tell
2: <laughs> well well, this is what i mean Is like as a as a trek fan you'll find reasons to believe it. it's was like oh well they were passing j- down judgment and they were trying to hide their identities and i was like yeah but that's not trek right we will later see in again one of my favorite episodes of Strange New Worlds yeah. at Astra, where you're you're looking at a you know also a very significant court marshal you know opportunity for a court martial. and it's nothing but light. Yeah, it is nothing but light everywhere. Um, it was that was an interesting choice, but Discovery is the darkest
0: mm-hmm.
2: like trek series from a lighting standpoint in the franchise.
0: Yeah. It is hard to watch the middle of the day. I will say I had to close the blinds. Um, It
2: it, it, it literally has a black alert.
0: Yeah, it's called black alert. Um but the other, oh the other We're not there
2: yet, Paul. We're not there yet.
0: The only thing I wanted to bring up Shinzo
2: does not have a black alert.
0: No, but I did really like the Shinjo's design. I also really liked the um the design of Burnham's suit that she goes over to the Klingon ship in. <sighs> looked that great. That was
2: beautiful. That was
0: amazing. I was like oh, I was man, impressed. I don't remember how cool this is. And then the thing that I really loved was the Klingon space sh- uh, like suit that she meets with the warrior outside. He looked dope. It was so cool looking. <laughs> It was like both medieval and sci-fi futuristic, and I was like, I love this.
2: <laughs> you know, again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pick too many nits, Mariah. You're, you're spot on as usual. But here's the thing: in retrospect, that space battle was two seconds long. Mm-hmm. Like that to me was a missed opportunity.
0: I wanted right? some more hand-to-hand combat on like, top of that he, ship. He,
2: he, he startles her. He lunges at her she lenses at him he's cut that's literally it that's the end mm-hmm. of it like you're I right he teaches the you the importance
0: of not using sharp objects in space <laughs> <laughs> they said Fair. here's the moral lesson of this episode <laughs> don't yeah. use sharp don't run with scissors in space yeah
2: yeah it's also funny because i remember that whole thing slightly differently to be honest with you and i was like oh and the rewatch i was like hmm I remember she, this. You just push
1: the button the wrong way and hit him. Because, like, in that case, wouldn't you want to move backwards, not towards the, the blade? But, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I. I this is this me? Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, it, it's a very interesting way to relaunch the series. I was still excited. I was ready to hit play on episode three as soon as mm-hmm. episode two ended. Um, you know, they definitely knew how to tell. The beginnings of a story and to entice you into wanting to watch more so i mean to me that means it's successful
1: yeah no, no like you, you, we're talking about it
0: we are talking about it
1: and, and, and like if you however look at
0: many it, like, years seven, six years later <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no, like like do you know what we don't talk about
0: enterprise,
1: uh, a, <laughs> <PowerPoint>. <laughs> enterprise pilot do you, does anyone remember the enterprise pilot yeah see look look at Cly's face he doesn't know he hasn't done his star wow. trek homework he didn't care. <laughs> you don't care. You see? So like you know, it's memorable, I'll give you that, right? It's like mm-hmm.
0: So um well yeah, but um it did re- relaunch it relaunched a thousand ships, you could say <laughs> into orbit. Okay. Huh. Um any oh, my other goodness
1: any other thoughts yeah any other
2: thoughts um no no you know uh i I saw a comment in the chat that made me want to just leave the pod altogether. (laughs) (laughs) like the things that i'm sensitive to people just want to poke my buttons um no uh no listen ultimately i know we're we're taking some revised shots at Mm -hmm. the pilot but Paul, to your point, it's memorable, and there was nothing about this that was not going to make me watch the next six seasons, right? And And then everything else they put in front of me.
1: And if you watch Farpoint, you know, like, like I had this weird uh, experience today. I was driving down the street, and I drove by this elementary school, and there was a digital sign that said, attendance matters you know that's mm-hmm. not good enough but like i'm going i'm as I'm driving down i'm going like who's that sign for <laughs> like like you know like like because if you're <laughs> a kid in elementary school and you're not going to class
0: you're not going to see not, the sign you're not going <laughs> to see there the sign like, if, if
1: you're, you're a already...
2: parent and you're not taking your kid to school you're not going to see the sign
1: Like, or you drive by and go oh i was thinking of not taking my kid to school but now i saw that so like like who is it for?
0: I think <laughs> I know exactly who it's for. Please it's for parents to take their kids out to go on vacations, not during regular school vacations.
1: Like, like I, 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 if if you're that type of parent, do you think you'll be just dissu- Well, that sign told me not to take my kid <laughs> to Cabo. That's not going to happen.
0: It's you're right.
2: Gonna it's happen. absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> no. They're so, they're not worried about the sign. And
0: uh, and and so this connects back to <laughs> and,
1: and, and here's how, here's how it connects back you know whether you watch farpoint or or like vulcan hello or uh the enterprise pilot where the klingon fell to earth clyde in the in that wheat f- in that, that cornfield like you were going to watch anyway
2: yeah uh, <laughs> it, i mean it, Inter- it, no enterprise show that i would not watch cuz that, that was because of the theme song the theme song might have be the best thing about the the first season you, of that you didn't have oh. of the heart like that, that, that,
1: anyway but like but but in that case like you know like you're probably gonna watch it anyway like like we got all the way through what's that episode you love clyde in 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 next generation you know that
2: season oh one my goodness jeez <laughs> the code of honor yeah, yeah um, like you
1: know so like you know we, we got through that
2: <laughs> so if so for, for those of you who don't know uh, mike moody garcia and i also do a podcast on stargate sg1 And we're going through some of the best episodes. And there's a couple that we skipped. And some of our patrons know that a a while back, we started a, you know, a kind of a one-off adjacent Stargate SG-1 like watch along. And we got to this episode that was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was
1: horrible.
2: I forget what it's called, but it's one where Carter's in the big dresses. And it's about like trading women, like, Chatel, and it's just horrible it's awful and it turns out that the writer of that episode is the same writer of Code of Honor and some of the like like she doubled down and wrote like three of them and I'm like how are you still employed like these are terrible um no it's hard to do and I can't do it but emancipation <laughs> yeah system one well Kern was one that was with us when we watched it and he heard me profusely apologize for Not skipping it um, <laughs> yeah, so it, anyway, there's some tough episodes, but i I still like where where it was going i like I like the when looking back, I love the development of the characters in discovery mm-hmm. right I think you're one hundred percent you can feel some of the infighting going on and how some of the, the scripts are are constructed, but it's, it's like anything else. When we started when we started the podcast and we were, I think the first off season that we did for Discovery, we went back and said, Hey, we're gonna watch some new episodes, some old episodes. And in part because Grant, Davis, who was doing it with us, he was the newbie. He hadn't seen Discovery was the first Trek he had ever watched. So we went back, and what we learned is that first season of Star Trek, you're telling Grant Grant, this is an amazing show. This is one of the best sci fi shows of all time. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So you go back, and Grant is trying to figure out why Picard is such a prick. And we realize that, like, even though you, like, when you go back and watch the first season of The Next Generation, it wasn't like cinematic gold. Like, they struggled a little bit to find their footing encounter at firepoint being an example but they found it and when they hit their stride it was magical and I I you know I look back and go the same thing happened with discovery Mariah you said it earlier by the time you get to season three you're upset that there aren't more episodes
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that's just uh, like I'm looking at this and going you know it was it was pretty enough and interesting enough that I wasn't gonna not watch it but it gets much better yeah. And I think it actually gets better, even though I don't personally like Lorca. By episode three, it it gets really intriguing, and they start to they bring in cast members that you're like, oh, I'm curious about these people. Mm-hmm.
1: Word.
0: Yeah i'm excited for three so uh next episode we will be watching three four and five (laughs) um so get ready y'all um i'm excited to continue this rewatch uh we will be back next week again same time same place uh next week yeah okay yeah you're you're not in austin yet
1: (laughs) okay
2: great
0: <laughs> you don't get to Austin until yeah. the Saturday. Um, I'm glad I know your schedule. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul. Maybe better than he does.
0: <laughs> Paul and I are working on a movie together. That's why I know. Um, yeah, awesome. It's going to be fun. We'll tell you all about, about it more when we can. Um, but yes, you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple and on uh, Spotify. Visit startrekpod.co to find links to where you can share the show, review the show, do all those fun things, and to our Patreon. Um, you can still find us over on X. Thanks to Karen who helps us run that, uh, hot mess over there. Gives you updates of when we're going live. Um, and we will see you all next time. Live long and prosper y'all.
1: Bye.